This is Jewish Board Talk with Sharice Zephard, only on 101.9 High FM. Dr. Susanna Kokonen travels around the world speaking to Christian, Jewish and civic audiences about the Holocaust, genocide, anti-Semitism and Israel. She will be a guest of the Johannesburg Holocaust and Genocide Center on the 6th of May, where she'll be talking on the topic, From Tragedy to Reflection, Christian Understanding of the Holocaust. Until recently, Dr. Kokonen was the director of the Christian Friends of Yad Vashem in Jerusalem and is the author of the book, Journey to the Holocaust. Hatred of Jews in Light of the Bible and History. Uh, Dr. Kokonen, welcome and thank you so much for joining me. Thank you so much for having me. The first time I've had a guest joining me from Helsinki. Um, so really fantastic to have you. And uh, I'm pleased you're having a, a, a spring day there while we're getting very ready for winter. Yes, thank you. Um, I have been one time in South Africa and I have many friends from there. So I'm very happy to be connected with all of you. Dr. Kakanen, the title of your talk that you'll be giving at the Holocaust Center, From Tragedy to Reflection, Christian Understanding of the Holocaust, seems like a, quite a big topic. What are you referring to when you mean, when you talk about Christian understanding of the Holocaust? Well, so I think um, most of people who are not Jewish, when they think about the Holocaust, they think about it most as a Jewish tragedy, but I think there are more and more voices in the Christian world that actually now are saying that we need to learn from that story. So it's not just a story of something that happened to other people, but it's a story where we also were somehow part of it. Um, there were some Christian heroes, and in my talk, I'm going to talk about that as well. But there was also this silence that came from the organized church, um, most of Europe was silent. And um, that's something that we need to look at. What are some of the lessons that we need to learn from the Holocaust? And has there been a change? Um, for example, when you think about uh, theology, has there been a change? How did the Holocaust um, affect our understanding of what our religion or our beliefs are about? You speak about theology, and it's kind of only when you mentioned that, that I, I kind of began to understand what you're talking about because usually when you talk about the Holocaust, you talk about the various countries maybe that were involved and how, you know, the Dutch responded and how the Polish responded. And we, we tend to segregate Europe into its countries. We don't really look at it overall as a Christian response. And to what extent is it fair to say there is or should be or can be Christian responses or learning? Yes, I mean, I do think that we need to understand that Europe at that time when the Holocaust happened was very much a Christian continent. So it was Catholic or it was Protestant. There were different denominations. But regardless, you could say that um, the basic values, they were Christian and people still went to church. Um, they did listen to their pastor or their priest and so on and so forth. And now the question is, well, why is the church so silent? And um, what could have happened? Is there something else that could have happened? And I will mention a couple of, as I said, um, Christian heroes um, who acted at that time, but who also have shaped our understanding of how we see that period. So, um, and then there's the issue of theology. How do we understand what happened? 
Like as a Christian, how do I look at people who are praying, but they still go through this terrible thing? Or how do I look at people who might be doing those horrible atrocities, um, perpetrating them, but they would still go back to their family and they would celebrate Christmas? And obviously, we can't talk about all of that in that one lecture. But I, I just want to show that there is so much in this topic that actually does concern our religious uh, beliefs and how we see God and how we see the world. It's a huge topic. And indeed, one seminar <laughs> would definitely yes. not be enough. But going back to your point of um, the Holocaust happened among Christians, um, people who had their faith, people who you think who went to church or celebrated Christmas in your words to what extent do you think it was a European tragedy to what do you think it was a, a Christian tragedy and how do you define the differences between the two um, well uh, so it was a Christian tragedy because it shows us something really important um, about our values um, we might have good values we might believe what the Bible says, but that doesn't mean that we are able to act in that way when we are faced with a very difficult situation. So I think um, that's something. But also, how do we see our neighbor? Like, our religion is a continuation of Judaism. So the basic understanding of uh, loving your neighbor is exactly the same. So why that does that not happen during the Holocaust? But then on the other hand, nobody is saying that Nazi leaders, that they were real believers. You know, um, obviously Nazism and Christianity would be fundamentally opposed to each other because our value systems are very different. So the question is, well, why is Christianity not then able to fight this other, if you like, religion, even though it's like a political idea or political system, why why not put up a more effective fight? So I think that's kind of the Christian aspect of it. But then in terms of, of course, it's a European tragedy because Europe loses so many of its citizens and Europe has to be completely rebuilt following what happens, not just in World War II, but also in the Holocaust because the Holocaust in 1945, Europe is not the same like it was until the Second World War. So I think, you know, even the idea of European community and everything somehow comes from that. But, um, but my, um, my perspective that we will be discussing in that talk is going to be very much focused on Christian understanding of the Holocaust. Do you think Christianity, and again, I'm using it as a very broad term, during the Holocaust could have done more? I guess I'm meaning the pastors or religious leaders. Do you think they had it within their power to stop what was happening? I don't know um, if we can say that, you know, to stop from what was happening because, um, you know, you need weapons, you need a lot of things to stop an army or, you know, to stop the SS and everything. But um, But I think more Jews could have been rescued. Um, if people have been willing to take that risk. And, and what makes this so important is that there is research um, saying that even in places where actually the risk was very small, where you could quite easily hide somebody in your home or help them, there was this existing anti-Semitism that 
just made that whole idea impossible. So people never even thought that they would help someone because the whole idea was um, unthinkable. So I think that's that's kind of that if people had been able to hide more people or smuggle more people or even help economically or whatever it would have been. Yes, I think we, we I mean, people could have done more, but, um, but, you know, I don't dare to suggest that, you know, people could have stopped what was happening because we don't know that. Dr. Kokkonen, we have so little time and I have so many questions to ask you, but I know there will be opportunity for those also who have many questions to ask you to do so at the webinar. So I guess my last question to you would then be, how did you get involved in this? Well, um, so I was born in a Christian uh, family and I, my grandmother, she loved Israel and, and uh, the Jewish people. So I learned about that since I was a very small child. So when I entered the university, I knew um, I studied history, but I knew I wanted to do all my work on these topics. And in 1998, I received a scholarship and I traveled to Jerusalem, never thinking I would stay there for two decades. And uh, I I started my doctoral research, which was about the um, Jewish refugees or displaced persons in post-war Italy. And then, you know, once you start something like that, it kind of takes you, you know, it's a journey that you don't know, you know, where it will take you. Um, I know that I said that would be my last question, but can you just remind me, because I have to, I have to know, I can't remember Finland's role in, in the war. What was that? It's extremely complicated because um, actually in the um, Molotov-Ribbentrop agreement, Finland was handed over to Stalin and uh, Stalin expected this is a tiny little country and he expected no resistance. And there was, we call it winter war miracle because um, the Russian troops or Soviet troops, they were pushed back. And so we lost a lot of Every family almost lost a man in that war, but nevertheless, we hold, held on to the territory. But then our leadership knew that the second attack would be brutal and it would be coming very quickly. So they tried to get um, weapons uh, from Britain, from France, from um, the USA, and they were unable to because um, Stalin was going to be an important ally in the fight against Hitler, so there was already an understanding of that. So finally, our government actually um, turned to Germany for help to receive weapons, which they did. But it's a twist of history. It's the strangest thing because um, in the Finnish army, there were many Jewish officers and they were the only ones who spoke German. So they were the liaisons between the German army, Wehrmacht, and the Finnish army. And it's the only time in World War II that actually Jewish soldiers, they had a synagogue at the front and they were fighting alongside the German army. But it's it's a tragic story, um, but it's also a very, very strange story. <laughs> Dr. Kakanen, uh, you will be talking on Thursday, the 6th of May at the Johannesburg Holocaust and Genocide Center. Um, I know that as I said, I could carry on chatting to you for hours more. Uh, I'm sure a lot of people have questions for you. So if you would like to speak to Dr. Kokkonen, you need to register for this webinar and you can do so on www.johannesburgholocaust.co.za 
or to make a booking, you can also phone Dawi on 011-640-3100. Dr. Susanna Kokkonen, thank you so much for joining me and best of luck for the webinar. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you to all of you for joining me. A special thanks to Vusima Singer for producing the show. If there's anything on the show you would like to comment on, you're always welcome to send me an email on sharice at sajbd.org. Until next week, Shabbat Shalom.